0: <laughs>
1: okay, Imperious so t- Rex. <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about uh, what you call it—the X-Men franchise as a as a whole, because uh, these, in in light of these. Being the last days of the Fox X-Men franchises, they become, as they will, will, willingly or unwillingly move their way into the MCU to be transformed into something, who knows what it'll be, hopefully good. Uh, we're going to reflect on where we stand with the previous movies since 2000 to friggin now. And then they're going to have the Dark Phoenix coming out af- shortly after this. As we count down talking about where we are with these movies, we ramble on other things, and we're joined late by Bo. As me and Mike wax the memories of the X-Men, what they could have been, but what they turned out to be. Hit the music.
0: I'm your freedom of the-
1: Okay, so uh, I think it was like two days ago the Fox merger completed at midnight. Allowing for the planning of movies and stuff like that under the Disney banner. Which I have to say once again, people keep... Like you're not going to see Fox seem any different. People need to understand that. Fox as a company is going to seem the same because it's going to continue running itself. Fox is just another studio that does different shit. That's why Deadpool is still going to be happening, rated R. <laughs> you know, it's like because that's the Fox brand of Disney's umbrella of companies and their megalomaniacal bid to take over all of media. <laughs>
2: I, I did find it entertaining that there was a meme I saw yesterday, like a gift meme, and yeah. somehow Bossy figured out a way to push the door open. Congratulations. <sighs> anyway, a gift meme that I saw, where it had X-23 from the Logan movie. Rolling ahead at the, at the I forgot what they were called the Marauders.
1: Mm-hmm. The the Reavers.
2: The Reavers. Sorry, the Reaver, Rolling ahead at the Reavers and saying, "Well, you can kiss these kind of these kinds of movies goodbye now that Disney owns it." The X Men, and I'm like, "Are you for real?" No, Disney has always made dark movies. They just yeah. do it under a different brand or imprint. They don't care. They they just want to make money. <laughs> you yeah, know? but
1: that's that's a mistake people keep making. They keep forgetting. They think... When they think Disney, they think just Disney. They don't realize that for years, nobody was paying attention to who owned what. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I you mean, know.
2: they did own Miramax at one point. Yes!
1: They yeah. owned Miramax. They are responsible for the existence of Pulp Fiction, aren't they?
2: I believe so. I can't even Yeah, remember.
1: it's like, come on. Um. So like so they're gonna let those things still happen any put it this way anything that makes money they will continue to allow it to make money they just won't put the mouse's face on it they don't put the mouse's face on anything marvel marvel studios is listed as marvel studios when you buy a marvel movie the studio that it's listed under is called marvel it's not called disney The only Marvel movie that's listed under Disney Studios is Avengers because Marvel distributed it through Disney. They weren't owned by them yet. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I actually like to think that now that Disney owns Fox officially now, that they're actually going to get a lot more looser and darker, if you will. Because the only reason why they were on good behavior for like a year now was because they didn't want to spook investors or risk this deal. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar deal. Yeah, who wants to fuck that up? (laughs) No one wants to risk that. Who
1: wants to be the guy that fucked that up?
2: (laughs) That's why why the the second it looked like everything was going down well, all right, James Gunn is back with us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All Fuck right. you guys all. D- doesn't matter what he did or what he said. Fuck He's you back guys. with us.
1: X-Men, the first X-Men movie came out in like 99, right? Something like that. Yeah, then you had X2, X3, The Last Stand, the, the first turd, <laughs> right? Then you had, uh, what was next? Then you had uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Then you had... Um, what came next? Was it <laughs> I will literally
2: say you just said that na- that word, that name, that phrase, whatever, and I had a hard time. Like it didn't even want to sit in my brain long enough to me to comprehend what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't want to come up as anything. And I was like, wait, focus, concentrate yes, that was a movie. It did happen. Go. <laughs> 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 and it's not like I hate that movie. It was no good. That's all
1: garbage. No, it really wasn't a good movie. X Men, X Two, X Men: The Last Stand, X Men Origins: Wolverine, X Men: First Class, The Wolverine, X Men: The Days of the Future Past, Deadpool, uh, X uh, Men: Apocalypse, Deadpool Two. Now we got Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants coming, which uh, sure. We don't know about
2: <laughs> the New Mutants because that might actually come as a
1: as TV part, movie,
2: as part of Disney's uh, Netflix thing.
1: TV movie. I'm just yeah. saying 11 movies, 11 movies in this day and age and they net a total the total 11 movies I think is uh 5 billion, 5.78 billion. Yeah. 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 11 movies. 11 movies from 2000 to 2018 was the last one which was Deadpool 2. But more more to the point it's
2: content. You see these days, it's so hard to make content that you can live off for years. And this is why they're doing Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And, but you know. here's
1: the thing is, of all the things that can't have content, um, if you, Mike, if you had the reins of a budget of $1.47 billion for the franchise of X-Men, mm-hmm. how would you start it? What would you do? Look, I
2: love your TV show idea. But the problem with that idea is, at this point, people see X Men as movie caliber stuff. It's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, but you can redesign. You redesign the view. You redesign the mentality behind it. You can do that. I mean, look, Marvel Studios is making a shift to making TV series using their movie actors and budget.
2: Yes, and let's <laughs> see, let's see if that works. And I've heard that. I, I mean, no sources. I'm not a Hollywood insider or anything, but I've heard that. Like certain people, like Olson, has a problem with being on a TV show. She was hoping for a movie, you know. Sp- you know, it it depends. Uh,
1: well, her alleged problem with the movie is still a rumor. She just, I, th- from what I understand, she she said she's not. She's nervous about the scheduling of TV as uh as doing it, you know, because it's it's kind of more cumbersome of a work.
2: Well, look, uh. TV now is very big. People do want to do it. That's where you get the actual beefy, meaty roles, you know, mm-hmm. that you can actually flex some acting muscles in. Yeah. You know, the the thing is though, still, it's not you and me how w- we'll interpret it because I think audiences are perfectly willing to accept an X Men TV show. I mean, The Gifted, Easily. The Gifted is kind of like that.
1: That's what Gifted is. Right. They had Gifted. They had that shitty. Uh, mutant TV show that wasn't, you know, the not X Men right. years ago. Yeah, that too. Um, but we both
2: know. know that it's not the audience that makes. Was it these called decisions. Mutant X? Yeah, I think so. It's not the audience that makes these decisions. It's the t- it's these execs and these big corporations that are don't have the their finger on the pulse of things. So they see something as one way. It takes a remarkable person to shake them out of that view. We're talking like a person like Steven Spielberg. Because the only reason why the Transformers movie was made was because Steven Spielberg took interest in it. He was the one who said, you know what, this could work as a movie. Our problem was that he didn't want to really work on it. But you know, he did have a vision for it.
1: All right, well, keeping that in mind, I'm like, all right, so you said the TV idea was a good idea, but you don't see it happening. But I'm asking if you had the reins.
2: Okay, if, we're, if we had the reins... I, I mean, if I had the reins and completely independent of that kind of thing, yes, a TV show w- would be awesome.
1: Where would I, you start it? What would be the point in which you start the movie, the, the, the series? Because where they started it is they started it with their premiere, what they thought was the best lineup of X-Men that they could put together in a movie, and they ran with it from there and just jumped people into the middle of what seemed to be ongoing and let it follow a narrative...
2: Over the shoulder of Wolverine. Okay, all these characters are kind of known at this point. I mean, maybe not specifics, maybe not backgrounds too much, but you kind of get a good know no, no of them. I would actually start at the all new, all different X Men. Here's why I'm listening. The story, uh, the characters are really great. You know, they're diverse, they're great. Some of them are the people, core members that people remember now. It would be great to start that because that's an action-packed storyline, one.
1: Yes, it is. It it starts the ground running. They got a battle of living island, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Two,
2: it's great that you would set up the original five as, well, maybe not Cyclops because he continues on with the X-Men, but it'd be great if you set up the original five as sort of like a mystery kind of thing. Like, why did they fall, fall off, you know? What, you know, what was the dynamic? You could, you could do some past stuff if you wanted. So you got that as more storyline if you want to, you know, dread, you know, dig into that well, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're starting with your strongest foot, with the most members, with the most interesting powers.
1: And also establishing that the team is a transformative thing.
2: Right, exactly. Because the thing with the original five, while great, they're kind of limited on their powers. I mean, Jean great, Cyclops good, Iceman good, Beast and Angel. You're like, okay, one guy has wings, the other guy looks apish. Isn't an ape yet? Not furry yet, but mm-hmm. looks kind of apish, right? Mm-hmm. But with the nine, you could say, well, Storm, you know, wind powers, whatever. Colossus, metal powers, you night know, nightcrawler, night awesome. teleportation. Looks cool. Wolverine.
1: He's yeah. fucking Wolverine. Don't forget Thunderbird. He's the Thunderbird. Yeah, the only
2: thing is you have to kill Thunderbird. (laughs) That's kind of sad because you'll hear people talk about that one. But,
1: you know, it was... Not if they play it right, though. Not if they play it right. They can play it right. If they play it right, it could be a great Ned Stark moment. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd have to do it. That's all. i am saying. commit to the bit. Yeah, because imagine running that entire arc for that up until he dies from his point of view.
2: Right. It would be awesome. And you could cast someone... Hell, I mean... (laughs) Granted, this is pie-in-the-sky thinking, but imagine Momoa.
1: No, they could cast someone like the guy who's playing um, Thunderbird in Gifted.
2: They, that, too. Okay, fine, yeah. fair enough.
1: But I'm saying, yeah, you could go
2: a lot of places with a TV show, especially if you put it on like a Netflix kind of like deal where you can um, binge-watch it. Because mm-hmm. that's a great thing. You'll have the story, the amount of story you need, like 10, 13 episodes but you will be able to binge it so you don't feel like you're waiting weekly. So
1: you're saying the best thing you think would be to do is to take the series from that point on and adapt the series to a screenplay. Well, what do
2: you mean screenplay? I'm not talking about movies.
1: No, no. Well, you need a screenplay for TV, too. Right, that's true. That's true. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You're saying adapting the series as a screenplay for TV... That way, you have your series of episodes yes. ad nauseum. Yes. Wow. Wow. That, that can be a potent, supportive, and sometimes limiting thing for, for creative types, too.
2: Well, honestly, I just saw it. I just saw it done. It's called the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> it's called the Doom
1: Patrol. I just saw it done, you know? Well, I haven't watched the Doom Patrol yet. I've watched the Umbrella Academy, which we talked about at nauseam. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um, you could,
2: and if you can't tell where the Umbrella Academy gets its inspiration from, you yeah. know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, they get their inspiration from a combination of the Doom Patrol and X Men, which is a little redundant, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I could see this because what they decided to do with the movies is is they kind of coasted and I guess each movie was a highlight moment in the career of the X-Men and like and you could tell people like the concept of what you're talking about because when you watch Deadpool in Deadpool's universe you feel like your X-Men the one that you're talking about is what exists there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they treat the X-Men like they're adventure heroes and stuff like that and the people know them and it's a thing. They're not a hidden group wearing leather wandering around. They've got their localized, logoized outfits and stuff like that. Well, he, here's the problem with the X Men in the movies, especially with the new class.
2: It's not earned. None of it is earned. Like, you see with the Avengers, you know the buildup because the first one earned the right for these people to be considered such great heroes. They fought off an invasion in the world, you, you, you know. And
1: they just keep fighting off problem after problem right
2: big things so you notice these people and it's not like they come in thinking they're like like they have this history uh magnificent um you know history well like they don't have this magnificent history they're building that history and they're living in it meanwhile with the x-men you get the feeling like while watching like first class it's first start so you're like okay this makes sense but then by second the second movie you're like and now you're almost pretending like you, you meant something. You never did, not really. And yeah, okay, in the second movie, they stop, uh, what's-her-face, from killing um, Nixon.
1: In Days of Future Past? Okay,
2: but now you're talking a mutant solving a mutant problem. Like the she, m- she stopped um, them from killing Trask. Okay, but in the end, the mutant caused the problem, the mutant stopped the problem, who cares? You know, it's all contained. How would you feel like this is a big group, a heroic group, a, a group you should care about? No, it's 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 Suicide Squad all over again. You caused the problem. You're not a mm-hmm. hero if you're solving. You're the problem you caused.
1: Yeah, I do hate that trope. This, that was my problem with um, the Ultimates' first run because the main enemy was Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I do feel that. Okay. Um, and then the m- third movie brings up Apocalypse. First
2: off, no one felt Apocalypse. I mean, yes, I saw him destroying buildings and all that, and the world was... But no one really felt that because it was unearned. You and know? also,
1: it came off like Magneto was doing.
2: That too.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know? And I, I, you know what? This movie, uh, Dark Phoenix, Oh, where is it going to pick up because you 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 said they're doing milestone moments, but again, milestone moments means that people know your history defined, and people can feel like there's gravitas to it. I've never felt there was any gravitas to the first class movies. Hmm. You know the original ones had a little bit more, but they weren't they they just weren't there yet.
1: As a thing we need to mention to Bo so he can better accept when movies don't follow the canon of the comics, is you've got to think of it as an alternate universe. That they're making their own universe.
2: Yes and And
1: no. No, 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 no. And I agree with you because they're making their own universe with the X-Men, but it doesn't have the gravitas of a universe. Right. It's not earned. Because um, Bo's argument wasn't for X-Men. It was for um, whenever Marvel doesn't do anything by the book. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. I'm like, they earn their changes. They do. It's... Their universe is... It's actually in canon in the comic book series an alternate universe. You know what I'm saying? They can actually go there. Right. I'm waiting to see that one day one of the comic book characters enter the Cinematic <laughs> I can't wait
0: to see if that Well, look, we
2: all know this way. because Justice League, you can easily say, is an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. You know, because... But, p- there was no old Batman who formed the Justice League with the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, yeah. All of and, it is um, alternate. So
1: you got to accept these things. So saying that the X-Men universe, yes, is an alternate universe and they have their changes. So once you get that, but the thing is is I agree with you. They didn't consistently the biggest problem with the X-Men franchise is they didn't stay consistent to what they were doing. Like they would introduce these characters and introducing them I'm not talking about the main characters, but the side characters. Introducing them seemed like it had no worth or meaning, because it was like um, it was like a who's who of Easter eggs in the background. Because they would appear in whatever timeline, it didn't matter at whatever level. Even if they were a named character, it didn't even matter. Because is Angel the guy who appeared in X3, or is he the guy who pe- appeared in Apocalypse? Which one is Angel? You know what I'm saying? How old is Nightcrawl? How old is Beast? (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously. That dude is older than Kelsey Grammer now. Okay, I'll also say
2: this, though. The other part that bothers me about the X-Men franchises, in the comics, because it's a weird weird world, in a way, with the X-Men in comics, in Marvel. But one thing I like about the X-Men is, here are these misfits outcasts who are still heroes in the end. They still mm-hmm. try to do what's good and right.
1: For the most part in the comics, yeah.
2: For the most part in the comics. the pr- uh, Yeah, because they have the gray areas. You know, they don't have to deal with the Fantastic Four. Uh, most of the time, Fantastic Four don't have gray areas. You know, most of the time. Yeah, same with Avengers. Uh, Unless
1: oh, Bendis needs a freaking Civil War to happen. Right, right. But with the X-Men, the thing
2: that... Ca- the thing that I admire so much about them is that they are outcasts who try to do the right thing and do save the day even while they have tomatoes thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Right? Not once have we really seen that in the movies, though. Because every time they fight something, it's always mutant-related. It's always caused by them. Wouldn't it be awesome just once that they fought something in the movies that wasn't
1: about them? I think that's the beginning of the upcoming Dark Phoenix movie. Because I'm pretty positive they go save a bunch of astronauts in the beginning of that movie. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. But No, but it doesn't matter, Mike, because while they go save a bunch of astronauts at the beginning of the movie, the entirety of that movie is a mutant problem. (laughs) Right. It's too little, (laughs) too late. And it's one of their own. Yeah. It's, yet again, policing one of their own.
2: Like, I know, I know. You see, the thing is, I can't define that in the comics where that's happened a lot either. Because a lot of the times the X-Men are just handling mutant-related problems.
1: Well, no, 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 no. I could flat out tell you hundreds of times that they were just flat out heroes. Like, when the all new, all different things started, they were doing just hero work. In fact, the original five were doing just hero work. Yes. Mutant problems would arise and then mutant problems got thick because it was uh, recurring things. And they would deal with the thickness of those mutant problems. But whenever they had a chance... No matter the the no matter the challenge, no matter the peril, the X Men will be there. But what, you know I'm, what I'm saying, yeah. But and what, then later on, like uh, Wendon did his run, and they were just being heroes through that right, run. Right.
2: Right. But where I, what I'm getting at is the greatest X Men stories generally revolve around mutant things, and that's the problem with the comic. You see, that's where I think the comic. Well, it's a
1: dated allegory for racism. Right. You know?
2: That's where I think the comic should have gone, where where. Make them heroes. Make them do other things. You know, make them fight uh, Doctor Doom on occasion or whatever, you know. But they J- did.
1: They did do those I things. I know,
2: but I'm saying more. More of that. But we're talking movies. I'm sorry. I'm bringing up comics. Let's let's continue with the movies. No,
1: no, no. It's fine to talk about the comics. Uh, it's just, I think they did it, I think they balanced it in and out enough. It's just, like, in the 90s they were dealing with their longest run of mutant heavy things. That's oh, what it was.
2: You know what? I think the best person would be to take someone who reads X-Men but doesn't have the story 20, 30 years of that you and me do and ask them, "Do you think the X-Men ha- uh, you know fight anyone but other mutants?" And and see what happens because I honestly okay. I honestly believe the layman X-Men fan, and I mean layman, not dedicated. I believe the layman X-Men fan would see that no, they gen- they mostly handle mutant problems and you wouldn't remember non-mutant problems.
1: Okay. Well, even in the movies, they it's not that they're just handling mutant problems. They're handling problems that are targeting them as mutants as they're trying to go through their normal life. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
2: Well look at the cool thing about the Avengers. Once again, they fought aliens. Yeah. You know? Something outside human scope that you could feel united with. Something
1: that the X Men have done more of.
2: Like like the X Men would be cool. Imagine like you combined it with like a stranger things, like imagine there was some kind of dark dimensional thing trying to come into earth and because the x-men are outcasts and mutants they know that this is happening and they fought it that would be kind of cool you know it would still have undertones of darkness and whatever make it a little known so people can see what the hell is that you know and fight it but at least everyone knows that it's not just mutants because let's face it if you get mutants all day you get kind of tired of
1: it yeah, but the X-Men do fight a lot of aliens. Yes. Yes, they do. No, that I agree with. That I <laughs> yeah, agree they with. they fight but a lot is, of aliens.
2: So far in the movies, it is an underplayed thing.
1: Yeah, so far in the movies and the series, have they ever fought aliens in the
0: movies no, and the series? No, they have no. not. No. Um,
1: no. Even though, even though the
2: Phoenix plot is very involved in alien stuff. But you would yeah, never know that.
1: The, during the Phoenix saga, they are heroes that rescue people they are heroes that deal with the mutant problem and that they're heroes that stop aliens uh, an alien threat that during that entire phoenix saga well you because they the dealt with they dealt with day De ken they dealt with um what you call it, the hellfire club they um they dealt with uh what you call it uh the, the that conspiracy to uh friggin assassinate and then they dealt with um Friggin' uh, uh, the Hellfire Club again. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> yeah. s- slow down. The, then they confront... The, that was all, A lot of this, all this happened in the, mu- the, the Phoenix. Right, but island. what I'm trying to say is the very essence of the Phoenix is alien.
2: Yeah. It's a celestial creature that Jean is tied to. But in the, mu- in the movies, they always make it like it's her own power. She's very powerful, and because she is connected to the thing, makes her even more powerful, yes... But it is an alien presence. But you'll Which never I get think
1: that. I think they're tapping into that in this coming movie also. We'll see. We'll see. Tap, like something happens that makes her stronger. Yes,
2: but we'll see because I th- I'm suspecting. Because that it's once
1: again her inside It's her inside powers and
2: it's the white queen who will, who will um, break down the barriers to unleash it.
1: So you think this you think the woman the, the 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 woman that she's playing is not an alien, it's the White Queen?
2: I think so. It has the okay. hallmarks of the White Queen. It
1: don't... So and, and another confusion, who is the Emma Frost White Queen anymore? What, is she a kid in the freaking 80s over freaking um 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 3 Mile Island mm-hmm. who was a prisoner there or is she the chick from the chick from the 60s who was working with uh, uh, uh Sebastian Shaw <laughs> freaking like well
2: you know what i think i think they're going to go with January Jones they were they're, they're going to go with her code name is the white queen but they'll never actually give her a name but maybe you But you're she right. had
1: the code name white queen in... um
2: oh did she okay never mind yeah
1: she was called the white queen he right. was called the black king
2: that's true that's
1: true you know what maybe it is an alien hopefully it is it would be refreshing yeah, yeah i think it's an alien i really do think they're they're going to try to eek some alien thing in there?
2: I, I'd i be glad and I'm, I'd be glad to be wrong on that one. But in the yeah, end...
1: Yeah, but, you know, is the audience ready for an alien thing to happen in their consistent... Um, is, is the... Okay, stuff? look.
2: I think the audience is... Okay, look. The Marvel movies give them credit. Even the Justice League movies give them credit. They all feel cohesive. With the X-Men, it just feels like, like you're being battered like you're being pummeled and you don't understand what the themes are what the what the cohesive link to this is besides being the same characters it's what like was oh, your okay.
1: favorite X movie what was your favorite X movie out of all of them yeah okay i'll list them real quick no 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 i can i can
2: remember them but okay are you including logan and all that
1: yeah 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 x-men x2 x-men the last stand x-men origins wolverine first class the wolverine Days of Future Past, Deadpool, Apocalypse, Logan, and Deadpool 2?
2: I'd, I'd have to say...
1: Give me your top three I out like. Of the eleven. Fir-
2: okay. I like First Class. That comes in at three? No, that comes in at one. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I like First Class because I do like the X-Men being an ensemble thing. You know, I do like that. I do like the actors. I like the playfulness of that one. You know, and I like that they were going somewhere. It felt different. And then they decided to cut him out and bring Brian Singer back. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I just liked where it was going. Even though I wouldn't say it was the greatest movie, I just liked where it was going. It, it seemed right. Like, it seemed more X Men than any of the other ones. Even though I love Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellum. That's why I'd almost say the second one. Actually, I'll say the second one then. <laughs> The, Is the, X-2? X-2 I liked because it combined it all. You know, and I got a fun Wolverine, and I got, you know, that. And I got four fantastic actors playing two characters, but four fantastic actors. You, you know, and then I'd say Logan, even though it's kind of tied between Logan and Deadpool.
1: Okay, so, all right. uh, So my top three... um because i i, I got to say it's logan cuz like to be honest with myself i got to say logan comes in at number 1 because i've watched it more i've willingly watched it more i've i haven't been able to sit through x-men the original one and x2 is a little difficult sometimes too right it uh, some it doesn't hold up as well um call First Class is there, is at number two. Yeah, First Class is number two. And while I like Deadpool 1 and 2, I have a hard time thinking of them as part of the X-Men franchise. You know what I'm saying? I think of them as the Deadpool franchise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it it doesn't sit as a piece with them. But, well, yes, so it would be Logan. It would be First Class. And I would put the Deadpools as a as a as a tie for third. But
2: that's why I have such a difficulty with Logan because this is where like I've come a lot now saying this, and it's probably really a bad cop out. But I like it as a movie. I'm not a huge fan of it as part of the X franchise because it, Wolverine was never really established, and here you have Wolverine in. Like I mean when I say never really He was the est-
1: only one really established though, Mike.
2: No, but I mean what I mean is that he never got like a good like like Hugh Jackman really does encompass Wolverine.
1: I give him that credit. He's the only character in the entire X-Men franchise that is established.
2: Right, but what I mean to say is that he's never had a fitting story around him. A fitting till Logan. A fitting Wolverine story around him until Logan But the problem with Logan is it's not quintessential Wolverine. It's Wolverine at the end. It's Wolverine kind of like, you know, uh, like Johnny Cash's I Hurt Myself Today song is great because you also remember Johnny Cash and Rings of Fire, you know, and all the other songs, right? But Wolverine had his I Hurt Myself Today song but never had all these other great songs before it is how I can explain it.
1: I don't know about that because um, um the entire first three X-Men movies are all about Wolverine. And uh, um, the first X-Men movie, while it doesn't stand up, was a solid movie for its time, and it was about Wolverine. The second X-Men movie was also about Wolverine, and it, it, it had to do with the suffering. And while X-Men Origins Wolverine bit... I will completely throw that aside. The Wolverine did also go into establishing moments in and about him and about what it was to be Wolverine. And then he still was a mainstay part of Days of the Future Past. So to sort of of sort of so friggin' thread the needle again to resow and restitch another quintessential Wolverine, it would I I would start to get sick of the Wolverine stories. You know? Yeah, all in all, I think, like, uh, threading the needle once again just to friggin' um, milk some more Wolverine, it would just, you would eventually get tired of Wolverine as a character. Oh, no, I,
2: okay. Because they
1: did do it a lot. On that
2: point, I agree. But just because you did something a lot doesn't mean you ever did it well. And that's my, my point. I mean, it was done okay, yes, I'll, I'll say yeah. that. But to have the swan song be the best... Meanwhile, we never got him at his best.
1: It's just, you know, meh. But see, you know, I never looked at Logan as the swan song of Wolverine. I looked at Logan as almost the swan song of the old X-Men. Like, he's just the surviving guy. But he's carrying the mourning death of all of them on his back. And he was just basically signing them off. Yeah, and that's, to me, is... It's a it's a great
2: Wolverine story, yes, but you know it's also the one of the most depressing ones. That is even more depressing because you never got the X Men at the height. As far as I'm concerned, because we're we're here arguing that the X Men was never that great, in those great of movies, you know, yeah. it had potential, but they were never that great. So it's even sadder that you're mourning something that never actually earned
1: it or deserved it. So at what so. Okay, X-Men, the first one in 2000, by itself, do you think that was a good movie, yes or no?
2: It was, it was a, an enjoyable to watch movie.
1: I mean, because it came out in 2000 where you didn't have the idea of comic book movies the way they are today.
2: Right, because now you can actually judge movies as based on good or bad. Before, you were just happy that you got a comic book movie on the screen. Like, I was ecstatic when Dolph Lundgren did uh, Punisher, you know? (laughs) Can I call that a good movie? No. I could call it an enjoyable movie, though.
1: Okay, um, but so, so, so that leaves X-Men 2000 being okay.
2: Because, okay, things like The Matrix taught us that you can both be an action-packed movie and actually high-minded and good same thing with, uh, uh, like, this is why I, I sat there saying when it came to um, Into the Spider-Verse, that's not an animated movie. I mean, yes, it's animated, but that's just a good movie. A movie which I've seen
1: five times.
2: <laughs> right. It is just, spe- oh, God, here I'm using the Spectacular. Apple. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's, I it's know. a, it's a know. great movie, you know? I know. I know. <laughs> right, exactly. So, So it has taught me now that why not look for more?
1: You know. Um, um just gotta mention this about uh Spider Man into the Spider-Verse, hashtag not sponsored. Um The special features in the in the Blu-ray are totally worth it.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to them.
1: Because there is a, a longer version of the movie that has some stuff in it that didn't exist in the previous Versions
2: of the movie. I know. I saw the commercial for it, and I want to get it myself. Yes. Oh, there
1: was a commercial for it. I didn't.
2: No. Yeah, yeah, I saw it, and I was like, "Yes, I must get this." And my wife really wants it too. So,
1: yeah. And
2: um, but but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, a Spider-Man: Homecoming. Hell, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man taught me that you can both be. Well, I I personally love Spider-Man Two. T- you
1: know, with uh, Spider-Man Two with is Doc the best in that trilogy, right? You know? It just taught me that you
2: can both be that kind of movie and a great movie. Just a great movie to watch, you know? And X-Men has never been. It just hasn't. First Class almost made it, almost, but fell a little short. This is why people have a problem with Avengers 2. It's not because Avengers 2 is a bad movie. It's just because Avengers 2 wasn't Avengers 1. And, and let's face it, Avengers 2 wasn't uh, uh, Infinity... <laughs> war but you know, you
1: know what it's sitting in the middle of them as uh well they're going to be a quadrilogy in a moment yeah it's sitting in the middle it sits perfectly fine it does because it's its own narrative that leads up to these things it's a nice build-up yes it's no, a I, paced build-up that way I, I
2: totally agree you see the thing the thing with star wars that's a great those are three great movies the original ones three great mm-hmm. movies but let's face it everyone thinks empire strikes back is the best one so it's mm. kind of a, a lot of people think. Empire I, know, Stri- I know,
1: I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know.
2: So that's why it's kind of like you peek in the middle and kind of go back down on the last one. Not to say the last one's not not great, It's not as great as Empire Strikes Back for a lot of people. Same thing, it's it's better, I think. To remember, we talked about this in Glass. I mean, when you have unbreakable, amazing, split, amazing glass, eh? It's gonna it's, okay. it's gonna yeah, it's
1: gonna make all three seem like a little less because you just couldn't nail the landing. Yeah, but see that's why see that's why Age of Ultron is made better that way because it being in the middle, it doesn't have the responsibility of sticking the landing.
2: Oh no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But we're going so, back on But you're making your point, yeah, yeah, you're yeah.
1: making your point that Wolverine being that Logan being the end of it kind Wolverine. of Murders the X Men, drowning it in a puddle. Pretty much. <laughs> kind of, yes. But it's a good, but but see, but then I'll roll back. While it's a bad swan song for the X Men, I still think it's a good swan song for Logan.
2: Well, you know, again, this is what this is what makes discussion great. We could have differences of opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I see where you're coming from, and I don't disagree. It's just from my own heart, I can't hold on to the same thing.
1: That's I up. get that. I, I believe me. I get that. Um, now X two, as an X Men movie, Ooh. where does that stand with you?
2: X two, which oh, with Lady Deathstrike. I mean, come on. It was just. I mean, uh, it's a it pop- popcorn. Yeah, it was, it was a popcorn, popcorn flick. I, I like. It's right, giving it.
1: past it. X three. Oh God, that, that was terrible. Oh, come on, don't you know who I am? I'm the, I'm the Juggernaut, the juggernaut bitch. Yeah. Or or using Angel as a. As a consistent swipe away <laughs> to go into the next scene, <laughs> that movie was just not good, not good. And w- but but what about the follow-up after X Men: The Last Stand, X Men Origins: Wolverine, a movie that started as that started so good. It was equally, it was as bad as its beginning, as its intro credits were good. <laughs> like, Because like, the intro credits to X-Men Origins Wolverine are some of the best credits I've ever seen in a movie, because that's where him and Sabretooth fight through American War
2: history. <laughs> okay, it's just, it's one, what mental genius decides you take Ryan Reynolds, a man known for his dialogue with and snappy comebacks and decide to shut him up <laughs> to yeah, I... to put a gag on him
1: what kind of uh... especially when he hardly it was like I felt like I was taking crazy pills you were because they were constantly <laughs> complaining about him talking so much and he hardly had any lines
2: well that's a, that's, a, that's the that's the the tell don't show that's the problem with tell don't show everyone wants show don't tell you know it, show me that he talks a lot because as far as I'm concerned, all you're doing is throwing backstory that isn't not earned, you know. Yeah, like, and I hate that.
1: And, and and getting Ryan Reynolds to talk a lot should not be difficult. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it right. should not. All talk right. About. So X Men o- Origins Wolverine, uh, Turd Ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. X Men First Class was good. What was what made that movie good?
2: Well, the actors. The fact that they kind of nailed down a seventies feel—you kind of felt, you know, yeah, sixty. Sorry, like a groovy kind human of human
1: missile clay crisis. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I'm gonna hear that anyway. <laughs> you know, the, the it had a, it had issues, but you know, it was just fun. It was fun, except for the ending, of course, which, as usual, <laughs> never fun.
1: Okay, now, if my history serves me correctly, the movie takes place at the beginning of the decade of the 60s because I think the Cuban Missile Crisis was 1962 or 1963?
2: 63, yeah,
1: 63. Okay, because I thought it was at the end of 62. Um, whatchamacallit? Um, so, 63, 1963, 62, whatever. 62,
2: 63, same thing. It's like a year ago. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, you know me. I'm pedantic. <laughs> right? um, whatchamacallit? Um, that's how they set off the decade. Here's my thing. I feel it was too 60s for its time period, because the 60s didn't really kick off as the 60s until 65. Well,
2: no, you're totally (laughs) right on that. You're absolutely right on that. But you know what? As moviegoers, you have to... Because it should have felt more 50s. Mike, as moviegoers, (laughs) you have to uh, allow some suspension. Like, one thing, and I know we're going to talk about this a little later with Captain Marvel... One thing that people were trying to pick on it was, "Oh, that song came in ninety two she wouldn't know it or whatever, and it's like, you know what, who cares they're trying to capture a feeling of a decade. I'm all right with that. I can accept that,
1: you know okay, yeah, you're okay, being picky all right, fine. for no reason
2: you know
1: because
2: <laughs> let's face it it's the same thing that people talk about stranger things, oh, all of this isn't you know exactly from the eighties or You know, it's too much all at once. And it's like, come on. It's supposed to capture the feel. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with the feels. (laughs) You
1: know. Alright, I'll give it that. Fine. First class. Okay, The Wolverine. It was
2: okay. I mean. I
1: felt the DVD release was better. Yes, yes. It was okay. Marginal, but better. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I feel like The Wolverine fully set off. And fully sold into how bad friggin' um, the X-Men would continue from that point on.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like Hugh Jackman should have like a statue built to him or something. Because that man, I, I, he's such a workhorse for this. And he, he'll, never, he'll never get or earn,
1: earn the credit he deserves for those movies. He worked well, you know, he earned a lot of credit for those movies. People, when you think the X Men film franchise, they think huge Jackman, they don't think anybody else. No, they, you're
0: right on that, but even, even that's not enough. No, they is think it's McAvoy, too.
2: Man, no, they don't. Yes, Mac- they <laughs> do. okay, no, They think of McAvoy like McAvoy's
1: great in that. Not, not, not that not that you know you know the, yeah, yeah they think they think of mcavoy and Fastbender like they're really good playing their characters <laughs> they think of freaking huge jackman as not only is he wolverine it's like why isn't he in this movie where okay, is he why okay. is there, we all why f- heck hold on that was one of the things bo said he was like bo was like is wolverine gonna be is is, is, is why is not wolverine in the dark face, <laughs> that was the first thing he said. I was okay, like, look, dude. He retired. We, we all
2: we all felt that Patrick Stewart is Charles Xavier at the same time, even before he ever played Charles Xavier. We all yeah, felt yes, that. Yes. We all yes. as far back as only, R- mag
0: Wizard Magazine going. He was right. the only Wizard best, best person that went to pick for Patrick, yeah. Patrick, Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah. So
2: we can't go there with that because you know that's synonymous. Hugh Jackman, no one believed he could be Wolverine until he played Wolverine. And then Period. Once, and then once he played <laughs> Wolverine, you're like, I can't see a difference. You know? <laughs>
1: Period. In Period. fact,
2: I'll say this. Fact, I to this
1: day say he still wasn't a good pick for Wolverine. No, he's not. But, th- but the will and effort of that man just kicked it aside. Because he isn't a good choice for Wolverine. Okay. It doesn't okay. hurt that he's a good actor. The only it doesn't hurt that he's a 100% actor. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> right. he fails in is the stink test.
2: Because he really should stink. He looks like he smells good. He looks like he smells good, and that's
0: not right. <laughs> Wolverine should look like he smells like it's an fake. ash, a greasy ashtray. Uh, to be fair, in Logan, the he sweat. looked like he was a little smellier, but again, this no. is like his last no. performance. no, no, no. no. no.
1: The only one that he looked smelly in was the Wolverine when he was a hobo on the roadside, <laughs> soaked in drenched wet. But you know what? He still
2: looked good. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, in Logan, he looked like he smells like Ben Gay. You know?
1: <laughs> but that's about it.
2: I can't say he stinks. You know, there's some people you look at and you're like, like, you, like
1: Heath Ledger as the Joker stunk. Yes, he I, did I that could dude. Feel th- the that stench. was hobo <laughs> like there was a hobo odor coming off. <laughs> yeah, of I'm <laughs> like, like, like the Joker's stunk, dude. He when he comes dirty. on
2: screen, my screen feels greasy.
1: It feels nasty. I don't like, want to like, look at he it. He did a good job of unprettying himself. It just tells you that you Jackman just looks better. You can't Jackman
2: can't go there.
1: There's some <laughs> actors who just can't go there. Like, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix
2: seems to me like he's one of those guys who could go there. Because when I see him in certain movies,
1: I'm like, he does
0: go there.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i Like, right. I don't want to touch you. That's I'm sure I... he spent a week. You know what? I'll, hobo, give, you, I'll
0: give you that. Because uh, what's his name when he played Batman in the, the Dark Knight trilogy? Looks like he went there. Yeah. When yeah, he was, yeah, like, yeah. all homeless and shit and learning the, the ropes. I'm like, I bet you he didn't wash for this just to get in this in the mood.
1: You're talking about um, uh, uh, the American Bale. Psycho himself, Christian Bale.
0: Yeah, Christian Bale.
1: We know he'll go there. I'm sure he'd wipe <laughs> like his
2: ass for a role.
0: <laughs> yeah, like seriously. <laughs> you know who else looks like he can go there? Mike's favorite actor. Uh, what's his name? Uh, it was, it was from his. Here. It was from his Tropic Thunder role, where I was convinced like like he could go there. Wh- who's that? Uh, Tom Cruise.
1: Tom Cruise. That's my favorite actor. Oh, was one of your I favorite know actors. My favorite actor. He's, <laughs> he's one, one of Mike it. Admired, like really? he
0: he loves some some Tom Cruise. Like nah,
1: no no nah. no I no I don't. No Tom Cruise Tom Cruise. Doesn't... I appreciate him because he's like where I can go to get some good sci-fi still, but I was never here or there with Tom Cruise. No Tom Cruise doesn't seem like that. I'll tell you who
2: does though. Tom Hardy.
0: Yes yes no no no. I'll give you Tom <laughs> Hardy absolutely.
2: That man looks like he'll take a dive in manure, like a, a pit of horse manure. I'm sure
0: <laughs> he has. I'm sure he <laughs> yeah, has. he looks it. He probably I'm... did for the, uh, the the Fury Road. I'm pretty sure he probably are you was right. What about?
2: Watch on, Taboo. I'm... Watch Taboo yeah. and you sit there going,
1: man, this guy is filthy. I don't uh, want to touch him. I'm sure he's done it when not for a role because he's had a rough <laughs> early lifestyle. <laughs> right. No, I don't
0: think Jason Momoa could do it. I've seen him in a couple of other things. I'm like, nah, that man's too bad. I don't
1: think, I don't think even if he did, he'd still come out dirty enough. Nah, he wouldn't. <laughs> I think if Jason Momoa went into a pile of manure, it would come out smelling good. Yes. <laughs> right? That man looks too good. And women
2: would still wanna lick it off either
1: way, so yeah. as hairy as that motherfucker is, he still looks good. Like how is he doing this? <laughs>
0: Alright. Do 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 we think with the new trailers it's gonna be okay at least? If it can what? pull okay, then look
1: it, Dark Phoenix?
0: Yeah. Look,
1: it Like mi- I don't have
0: any high expectations.
1: It might be
2: because we don't have high expectations, <laughs> you know? But in the end, I just don't like the idea of the Dark Phoenix trying to be sold in one movie it's too big a it's too big of an event it's anything too a called
1: a saga should not be in a single movie <laughs> at least
2: two parts at least No, it's it's yeah it's like trying to do Lord of the Rings in one movie it's like I don't know about they couldn't that.
0: even do The Hobbit in one movie <laughs> just,
2: no The Hobbit should have been done in one movie that's the problem <laughs>
1: No, Lord of the Rings should not be done in two <laughs> movies at best. <laughs> at best, yes. Two movies at best, but one three-hour movie could cover The Hobbit. It's a fucking short kid story. <laughs> so, and know.
2: let's face it, so many movies fail when they do that. It's like, yeah, no. This, like, okay, The Deathly Hollows, one movie. Hunger Games, one movie. It would have been better.
1: But in this case, Phoenix? No, you can't do it in one movie. This I personally say
0: three movies minimum. Because there's too much emotion If they're doing all, If they're up. doing all the Phoenix stuff, but yeah, they would have to build it up. This is Sony we're talking about, right? It's our no, Fox. it's No, It's Fox. This is yeah. Fox. Fox doesn't build up anything, okay? They haven't built up anything you for a while. You can see that, yeah. So they're just going right. to go and go to Blazing, and she's going to be all, you know, badass. And that's it. It's over.
1: All right, so we were saying with, uh, where were we? We were at uh, the Wolverine. Days of Future Past, Mike.
2: I mean, to me, Days of Future Past was fun. It, was, it, was, it wasn't good because it was just so confusing. But it was a lot of
1: fun. And <laughs> We know your, opini- your opinions on this movie is well documented, Bo. <laughs>
0: Hot shit sandwich. <laughs>
2: That's how I feel about Apocalypse.
1: Okay, speaking of... All right. So speaking of, after we went to Days of Future Past, what was the good and bad with Days of Future Past? What was the positive, Mike? Well, the fact that you
2: had four great actors playing two great characters—that uh-huh. was that was good. I like that. Uh-huh. Let's face it. That whole Quicksilver, even though that's not how his powers work, it's not what he. It's not he can he can't pull. That I am off. the
0: fastest mutant alive. Yeah, <laughs> he can't I pull am that off. The f- <laughs> Quicksilver
2: but it was just a good scene. Wolverine Logan was probably one of his best roles as Logan except for Logan the movie. But <laughs> it, but it was great, you know. And Add negatives Negatives is that you don't really feel it is the X-Men because it's not ensemble. You know, you don't have people there except for three, four people and none of them are, like Quicksilver
0: isn't known to be an x men Neither is Magneto. You really know, you really, I, you really I, have I'm sorry, you know. I have a theory. I think some really creative editor could take all of the the, uh, the Fox franchise movies and recut them all together to make one Maybe two coherent, decent X-Men movies. Yes, and then he'd go crazy right after. I'm pretty (laughs) sure they'd have to lock him in an insane asylum. You may have to splice in some Deadpool with some cable just to make it work, but you got it. You got it.
1: Alright. With that, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, Mike.
2: Well, I can't top his shit sandwich thing.
0: (laughs) There's always a cock meat sandwich where you just literally (laughs) shove as much... ...sausage Cause, cause, in that shotgun no, as you cock, can and no, fire it off. because in the
2: end, cock meat is meat. Y- you wouldn't know it. <laughs> like, people eat bull, bull balls because they don't mm. know it. It tastes like meat. No, shit sandwich is a good one, but the problem with this one, it's even worse than that. Because it had no strong storyline except for... ...this mutant arises who's the most powerful. Okay, and how does he prove it? By doing nothing really except looking for four people who betray him anyway... And talk yeah, about his
1: first horsemen were the best horsemen. Thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah. And the characterizations of all the characters was terrible. You totally insult Storm. Mm. Right. I don't care about Psylocke, but you kind of you know insult Psy- you definitely insult Angel.
1: Because I don't know what that was.
0: No, I think there was an upgrade. Because the last time I saw them do Angel, that was also really bad. So
1: Okay, at least he got to be a sweeping frame to swipe into the next scene. Right? <laughs> right? At least he yeah, wasn't a but, villain. But Angel in Apocalypse was just a, a drunked up villain. He was a villain. When has Angel
2: ever been a villain like that? I mean, yes, he has been. But let's face it, comics, everyone takes a turn at
1: that. No, no. no storm 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 almost almost never had almost run as no. a I I I give
0: Mike yeah. the, the this one because she's super seldom leap. She's always been on the right side of the, the history. Yeah, seriously. Enough, storm.
1: But we got a And the only time she's ever
0: been wrong is when she was forced that way. And
2: yeah. then and then and then introducing the the newer X-Men, you know, the Cyclops, that guy can't hold Cyclops. I I mean not men I don't know who. Could, I agree. I think
0: I think miscasting was a big big part of a lot of the, the Fox franchise. Oh yes. Well, with with that crew, yes. I mean, well, everybody was miscast except
1: for Kelsey Grammer and uh, um, Patrick Stewart.
2: Yeah, I like Nicholas Holt as a
1: uh, beast. But I mean, but he's, he's not. No, I still think it's a miscast.
0: I st- I agree. I think it's a. I think they yeah, could have just CG him and been just Cyclops. Th- they could have just yeah. let Kelsey Grammer voice him and just CG Beast and been no, no, with no, it.
1: no, 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 no. Like if you had to get a young Beast, yeah, you, because uh, 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 Kelsey Grammer doesn't work as a young Beast. But you could get a young Beast. It's just I don't think Nicholas Holt is a good young Beast. He's a good Cyclops, easily.
2: Yes, easily a good Cyclops. In fact, that's how they should have gone with it, but
1: they didn't. Heck. The guy playing Cyclops is a better Beast. Because huh. he's more of... You know, he's a more of an awkward, plain-faced person. Right, but I always imagine...
2: I always imagine the young Beast being more kind of burly, like, bigger. Yeah, that's a Just... look.
1: I'm talking about being able to perform it. You know what I'm saying? That 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 dude can play more of the personality that goes with nah, Beast See, see home, the though. thing is, Beast would be
2: awkward, but he'd be awkward not because he's shy. He would be awkward because... He just doesn't fit. Like, you know. I never said shy. No, bees said... can be eloquent. Oh. And he has yeah. been. Because I was saying that actor who's doing Cyclops currently just comes off shy in everything he does. Yes. You know, so I'm sorry. I don't I don't think he can hold the role. He's like
1: left of Shia LaBeouf. Like,
2: I don't know about Sophie Turner. I mean, I just don't
0: know. Over Fomke okay. Jensen?
2: Well, look, you yeah, got to get
1: someone young.
0: You
2: got to get mm-hmm. someone young, right? But do I you? Even,
0: I mean, like it's all it's all in the wind at this point.
2: What are you talking like, about? When on. you're doing that, when you're doing that movie, you had a young cast. You can't put Fan K.
0: Johnson, a forty year old woman. As apparently, a, you f- apparently you can as that's a twenty year old girl. Yes, apparently that's how they did it. When did they do that? When she was in the le- when Fonka just was playing Jean Grey when she when Wolverine killed her. What uh, fuck was that? X Men Three. Yeah. 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 X-Men Three.
2: They were in their thirties. Yes, Fan Fem- mm-hmm. K. Johnson is playing someone 10 years younger. That's okay. They do it all the time.
0: I. Because the guy about- playing Scott looked too young next to her. Anyway, look, the whole thing is miscast from top to bottom. It's a hot mess.
2: Okay, look, casting is something. Look, let's face it. Uh, Tony, uh, what's his face? Robert, Robert Downey Jr.
0: Jr.
1: Totally
2: changed what Tony Stark is. You can do that. It's
1: fine. Yeah, the guy almost didn't make a joke for like forty years. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you know, like, it's
2: just the way that, the way the, the like like I said, Sophie Turner, I just don't think is strong enough to carry the Phoenix role. And agree. You know what? Maybe she could. Maybe she could. But you've got to give her time to breathe.
0: Do you, Do you think Bender is strong enough to do Magneto?
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think Absolutely. he did a
0: good enough job?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He, he did a, he did as phenomenal a job as you could with what he was given.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: He did above and beyond what based on what he was given. You know what I'm saying? Because S- same with Magneto. I, I bought I bought them as Magneto and Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. The, because like he is the best at fake magnetizing people I've ever <laughs> seen. The fucking <laughs> the gestures on that man. Oh! No, I feel like what? he's gonna make metal bend on me Okay <laughs> all
2: right. Ian McKellum did a great job But you never got the sense That he could have been a good man Yeah The way Fastbender acts You, can you get the see sense the good
1: man he was he, Yeah you could sense that he was a good man he plays sympathetic villain pretty well. Yes, yes. Almost uh, like, like completely making audiences no, 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 forget uh, that he look, massacred look, the world in X-Men Apocalypse. Look, I, 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 I agree
0: <laughs> with you guys, okay? Like, I agree McAvoy and Fossbender were well cast. Unfortunately, it's not called, called Professor case, X like. and Magneto. It's called X-Men. And the, all be. of Hold the on. X-Men are miscast. The first, the first going out for this
1: should focus on those two. That's how it should be done. And then from there you have the ensemble grow from it, but they didn't do it that
2: way. No, because they have Jennifer Lawrence and she's Mystique, and Mystique yes. needs to play an important role. Never was Mystique that important, but you know, whatever. Well,
1: like I said, alternate universes. Yeah, alternate uh, universes. I, I got you. But to see alternate universes, but like you said, also not earned. Yeah, my problem with
0: yeah, <laughs> I agree. A, it's definitely like you got to show, not tell.
1: Yeah, and my yeah. problem with uh,
2: Mystique is that she's a fantastic villain. She is. You're kind of killing the chances of having fantastic villains.
1: Although she's a a, a a flat what what do I call a a flat a flat negative prote- negative antagonist, like she stays the way she is. She she is evil because she has a certain mentality, and this is the way she does things. I Sometimes think, I, okay. think no, mis- I think she was I think she was
0: miscast on both counts though, whether it was Rebecca Romain's or yeah
1: Rebecca uh, Re- Rebecca Stamos... Well, she no, was there nice for Rebecca visual. Rebecca Romaine is not Thank a good Thank you. Choice. I yeah. See,
0: I noticed I didn't do that either. Rebecca Romaine yeah. was miscast, and I think so was uh, yeah, Jennifer she, Lawrence. She
2: was there for just visual sake.
0: I get it. But I'm saying in both cases, I think they're miscast. All right. I think they cast Jennifer Lawrence because of all the, the hype and Rebecca Romaine for look. And I think if she was going to be as important as she was, she was miscast. Not that I thought she should have been important in yeah, well, that, that's past anyway.
2: That's my problem when I watch trailers for this new Phoenix movie and I see Mystique talking to Jean Grey all emotionally, and I'm like, ugh. Oh,
0: I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna watch this movie just so I can finally watch her character die. I've been waiting movies upon movies for her A- character and to on get killed.
2: Do you really think they're gonna give it enough time for that to be earned?
0: No, but. Again, I've waited this long. It's I've earned no, it. No, no, no.
2: I mean, I mean the relationship between Mystique and Jean Grey. Oh, Of course not. There's, no, give it there's nothing there. Well, no, they I
1: established don't. they established a hero worship that these mutants have for her in the last movie. True. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because <laughs> in, Apoc- in Apocalypse, they were all like hero worshipping her around the world uh,
0: because the plot called for it.
1: <laughs> yes, that's exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, that that's... doesn't make it
0: earned, that makes it yeah. necessary.
1: Yeah, so like, so, so we've got the Dark Phoenix coming, and it's a swan song. We've done a countdown for where we stood well, with the previous X-Men movie. movies. You missed one. Which one? Logan. Well, we covered that at the beginning. Uh, we did, but you were doing
2: it in order. You, you, you went all the way, and then... All
1: did. right, all right. And the swan song, how do you feel about Logan? I already told you what. I All right, so anyway, you fucker. (laughs) I was just
2: saying, if you're going to do it as a list, you got
1: to get the list down. You pedantic fuckhole. (laughs) You sandpapery fucking fuckhole. All right.
0: He's the best he is at what he does, Mike.
1: (laughs) All right. Yeah, so we went from beginning to end to going through the X-Men movies because this is their swan song. This is probably the last year yeah i would have been fine
0: with them naming this x-men swamp song
1: um they're (laughs) probably i i i think i think uh the x-men will officially be leaving the fox franchise Mm -hmm. and going into the marvel studios franchise run of it and fox will probably still keep doing uh deadpool movies that's what they'll be doing as their branch of disney is the deadpool movies because uh, they've made that clear that they want to do that and they are going to do a, they are looking at the idea of doing rated R affairs and stuff like that but most likely they're probably going to do it through Fox
2: I just want Brad Bird I think that's his name I think that who did the Incredibles yeah I want Brad Bird to do Fantastic Four
1: I want somebody along those lines to bring that quality of The Phantom Four too I look forward focuses- to Marvel
0: Fantastic Four and X-Men yeah. yeah shit I might get a name or just on general principle because of it you did. It's called Aquaman. Stop. Stop. No. It is. I know that's what we got, but I refuse to acknowledge that's what happened. See ya!